Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good Tuesday afternoon to you. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're in the Southern Bank Corps Studios. Hattiesburg and Laurel, we're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in this afternoon or online. Got a good show for you today. Uh, just a couple of minutes, we're going to be bringing legendary high school uh, football and track coach Joey Hawkins on the show. A little later, Will East is going to be talking to us about a really special day upcoming on the Super Talk Radio Network. Uh, opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of this show and Southern Miss Athletics at a great place for you to enjoy delicious barbecue seven days a week. They're right by the mall at Hattiesburg. And uh, we strongly recommend Dickie's. Before we get to uh, Coach Hawkins, just some uh, uh, touch on some news that broke earlier today at Southern Miss. Southern Miss softball coach Brian Levan has announced his resignation, uh, expressing his desire to spend more time closer to family. We'll have a little bit more about that later in the program, but the softball coach has resigned. Also, we're going to talk about the, the incredible day that Tanner Hall had yesterday on Team USA Baseball. But first, I want to get to a legendary – I say legendary. Well, you know, Coach Hawkins won – 16 track and field championships as a high school coach in Mississippi. He kind of slacked in football. He only won five football championships. So what is that? What is that, Coach? That's 21 state championships between you. You couldn't do any better than that? <laughs> well, you know, I was blessed to have some good athletes at some good schools, you know. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, was a, it was a great time. You know, I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, but the thing about coaching, you don't remember the championships. You remember the ones you almost won. Right, the losses. I've heard other coaches say that. You remember the losses more than the wins. Oh, God, the one I lost in uh, 2007. Oh, we were up the whole game playing a team that was so much better than us. We missed three field goals. I had the number one field goal kicker in the state. And they... They ran three plays in six seconds. <laughs> three plays in six seconds, okay. And scored yeah, on him. Yeah. And one time and one time he scrambled around for about ten seconds and the clock didn't run. So, <laughs> that's the one I remember the most. Yeah, I got you. Well look, Coach, I asked you to come on today because we 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 did a quick report yesterday about the uh, likeness deals in uh, college sports. Ninety seven million dollars reportedly spent in one year on likeness deals uh, for 
for high school and, and college athletes, high school kids going into college. So you couple that with the fact that the NCAA dropped the transfer rule that required kids to sit out a year before they transfer. And we have these wholesale transfers uh, in the portals uh, in every sport. Uh, baseball w- was no exception to that. Uh, football and basketball really out of control. We've talked a lot about how that affects college players, but uh, it would seem to me that if you're a high school senior and, and you aspire uh, to get a college scholarship, it might be easier for a school to go grab a guy out of the portal uh, that has some college experience and plug them into that slot that otherwise the high school kid might have gotten. Am I wrong there, or is this detrimental to high school athletes? Oh, you're exactly right. I mean, you know, you take a let's just take a guy that's a sophomore, just Cisco baseball, and he started his first two years. He's got uh, 250 at bats, and then you get, you know, and he's uh, got a you know 300 average. Then you got a guy batting 300 out of high school, or three. Uh, let's just say 400 out of high school. Really good player, but these coaches are going to take the experienced player that's played in the league. Uh, you know, that's got a lot of you know reps. Got a, got a, you know just a, a lot of. Uh, things going for him that he's played in college ball. So, yes, uh, this is hurting uh, a lot of kids that are on the bubble of getting a scholarship in any sport, yes. Right, and it's only going to get worse. Now, Kelly Sander believes it may help junior colleges, that junior colleges may become a much better option for high school kids. Do you agree there? Yes, but, you know, some, you know, um, I, I think that that is the case. And I think uh, if you look around the JUCO league, especially in Mississippi, it's changed a lot. Uh, a lot of your uh, larger schools are, you know, looking to go there. Uh, you're getting a lot more of the independent schools going to JUCO, so it helps there. But you know, uh, let's say 2020, the first year of the portal, basically, 10 percent of uh, college football players went to the portal. 2021, it was 16%. This year it's going to be over 20% in the portal. So that 20% that's floating around that's already played college football, that's 20% less scholarship for high school athletes. Right. Luke, get in here with Coach Hawkins. Coach, you know, as, as somebody who's managed rosters before and obviously with, you know, your championship resume, in, in this new day and age, I don't, I don't think NIL will create as much – Resentment, as some people think it would, because you're dealing with smaller amounts. But it, it will play into that. But you know, with with the portal, people are going to have to deal with you know a team, you know a guy saying I don't want to be here, and then saying nah, I guess I do want to be here because nobody else wanted me anywhere else. And and that that's a new dynamic for coaches to have to venture through. That that's exactly right. You know, you know, um, I was talking to John Cohen and Chris Amonis you know, about this, because they want to do the right thing. They want to, they want to, you know, go get uh, these high, high school superstars. But a couple of the SEC schools went straight into the portal last year. One of them was Tennessee. They got knocked out, upset, but they were the best team in baseball the whole season. But they went all transfer portal, and everybody goes, well, we've got to do more of that, too. And if you look at what Mississippi State signed, they, they went to the portal and got – seven, eight players looking for a few more. So it's um, 
it's crazy. And then, it, you know, the NIL, you know, I don't, I think uh, they're going to put up some type of restrictions in the next couple of years on that because it's just going to get away. Like Mississippi State and baseball can go get anybody they want in the portal. In football, they can't. You know, they just don't have the name, or, you know, right now. There's, you know, so it's it's a hard deal. And coaches, uh, a college coach has to go through it all. They have to hold their breath all the time and say, what kind of team we'll have. And you can take Southern Miss's basketball, you know, in the transfer portal this year. Mississippi State could have lost six or seven to portal. It, it's crazy, but uh, they said that 90, no, no, excuse me, 75 kids that started SEC basketball last year came through the portal, which was crazy. It's crazy, you know. And, and I, you know, you, you mentioned that about, uh, we've talked about it on this show with, with baseball. You, you don't want group of five teams to be, uh, you know, kind of like minor league development teams where other teams come in and poach them. Um, let, let's, you may have mentioned this or, or hinted at this earlier, but, you know, in a sport like baseball, uh, in, in the high school level, there's been such a backlog, not only with, with the portal and with NIL, but, uh, you know, now with the, with the COVID years, and uh, and it's it just kind of backlogged the system, and you know a lot of kids aren't going to get the opportunity at least, and and it's hard in those partial scholarship sports um, for kids to get more opportunities. That's exactly right. I mean, you look, you hit me right on the head. I mean, you know, I mean, look at the scholarships baseball. I don't understand this. I mean, thirteen points. I mean. I don't even understand how they come up with that number and why they hadn't changed it, but it's it's ridiculous. You know, uh, I'll just give you an example. Palmera and Will Clark, their last year at Mississippi State, they got a 50% scholarship. You know. And they, were, pre- and they, were, they were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Thunder and lightning. I mean, you know, there's two of the greatest baseball hitters of all time. You know, and then uh, Scott Berry's told, he's told y'all, told us, I mean, some of their starters are only getting books and, uh, you know, and a couple other things. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Coach, I'm going to ask you to hold over. I got a couple more questions for you. We're getting close to a break, short break. Uh, but real quickly, do you anticipate changes uh, in all of this with the NCAA? And if so, how soon would you like to see it? Well, I think, yeah, I think uh, each year you're going to see a couple more things, uh, capping things and, you know, and just, uh, stopping a little bit of the growth. I mean, some of these schools with unlimited money, um, you really can't put a handle on it. I mean, you really don't know where, where it's coming from, how it's coming. You know, they kind of gave you the exact way to do it. But, uh, I mean, when an offensive lineman that signs with Texas gets $50,000 right out of the shoot, whether he can block or not, you know what I'm saying? It just yeah. – yeah, I, I, it, things are drifting away from way it, way it started. What I'm saying. Whether he can block or, or not, not, that's the that's the line of the week so far, no question. <laughs> We're talking to a legendary high school football track and field coach Joey Hawkins, also host of Inside the Locker Room every Thursday night, right here on Super Talk Hattiesburg. Continue our conversation with Coach right on the other side of the break.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, we're coming to you this afternoon from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. We're glad you're with us on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net, where you find the latest Southern Miss apparel for each and every sport. Summer stuff is uh, all through the store right now. Football stuff just around the corner. They're on Hardy Street. You can also shop them online, CampusBookmart.net. Also remind you that you hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast every day. On Apple, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're talking to uh, a retired uh, high school coach, Joey Hawkins, now the uh, co-host of Inside the Locker Room on uh, Super Talk Radio. Coach, uh, uh, Luke was telling us off air about a, a, a quarterback goes to the University of Miami, uh, reportedly gets $10 million. Correction, Bob, it's only nine and a half. Oh, I, I only apologize. Nine only and nine and a half million dollars. Uh, the rumors that the Manning kid may, may get five, six million if he goes to Texas. I mean, these, these things seem absolutely absurd to me. But from a coaching standpoint, what level of difficulty does that add to coaching these kids? How do you possibly coach a kid coming out of high school that's got $9.5 million and he's never taken a snap in college? I know. You know, that's uh, that's a little mind-blowing. You know, if I was coaching, I would just say, I would coach just like I've always coached. I would stay out of all the other stuff. I, I You know, I don't want to be saying, hey, look, let me tell you what we can do with NIL or this what uh, our, you know, some of our players get. I wouldn't even get involved with that. Uh, I, and I'd have a great staff around me to, to make sure they're doing it right. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to get to a point to where um, you know it looks like the rich is going to get a little richer and the poor is going to be a little poorer, and they're going to have to make some change. I'd say in two years, a lot of stuff's going to change. Luke Johnson, the majority of NFL players don't make $9.5 million. And here's a kid out of high school. Yeah, he's going to be uh, in for a new one when he finds out the IRS is entitled to about 40% of that. Yeah, right, right. Go ahead, Luke. Yeah, just last question for me, Coach. Um, I mean, what what is from somebody who has, you know, with not just his ear, but his you have walked through what high school kids face – you see what college kids, you know, have faced as they've left your program. Get other what's what's the, what's the answer? You know, I, I I really don't know. You know, I mean, hey, look, these co- these college teams are making a ton of money, okay? So I don't mind paying the players. I mean, I thought Mike Leach had the best idea of any coach around. He said, "Look, we'll set a number, and if you." If we recruit you and you sign a letter of intent with us to play for us and play for our university, if you stay with us and you graduate, we give you $75,000 cash. If you move into the portal or you don't graduate, you don't get bid. And I think that would make uh, college sports better, student athletes better, be uh, just a better note. But that's just one idea. I'm not saying that's the exact one. But I like that type of idea. Well, that sounds like a uh, that sounds like a good idea to me and a good way to uh, end this conversation, Coach. We really appreciate uh, your time. Who's your guest Thursday night on Inside the Locker Room? 
Thursday night. Uh, we got a possibility of George Foreman. He's either going to come in on this week or next week. We'll know tomorrow. Uh, we got uh, Jay Lander coming on and also um, – Steve Robertson, who does a lot of stuff at Mississippi State University. All right. Well, you can hear that right here on 97.3 WFMM in Hattiesburg or supertalkhattiesburg.com. And, uh, Coach, we always appreciate your input. Look forward to talking to you again really soon. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Joey Hawkins, everybody. Uh, Legendary coach. 15, no, 16 track and field championships, five college football. I mean, uh, high school football championships. All right. Southern Miss softball coach. Brian LeVan announced his resignation uh, this afternoon. Uh, Here's a quote. It's a bittersweet decision for Michelle and I to step away from Southern Miss. We have made some incredibly good relationships here. But having the opportunity to move to Iowa where my children and grandchildren live is something we may not have a chance to do again. So he is gone. He uh, ends up his career here 65-62. He was 29-23. Uh, this year, some some controversy uh, regarding a loss of a lot of players during his tenure. Uh, don't really, uh, you know, the inside story on that. But we do know that he's gone. And your thoughts, Luke Johnson? Well, I mean, he was a guy who came in from Belmont, turned that around, and, you know, had a lot of energy. Of course, we uh, we actually had a, you know, interviewed him a few times when he came in. And Mark Mulvaney, um, you know, who has uh, helped develop a lot of the uh, recruiting database and and recruiting company for college softball. He came in and you know they had they had some players and uh, you know to his credit there were some some uh, some ladies that that stuck around and uh, and specifically came back um, this year. We we saw uh, Tata Davis and and Destiny Brown and and uh, so you know you you felt like you know he he may be able to turn it as you said. There was some reports of. Of issues within the program, and and tomorrow Jason Baker, who's the voice of uh, Southern Miss softball, he's going to come on and kind of talk about the three years uh, of Coach Levan and, and what he gave uh, the softball program. But but yeah, I always appreciate anybody that comes in and hey, you, you leave with a winning record. I mean that that's what it's about. Um, kind of moving forward, I mean Bob, we're looking at this is July the twelfth, and uh, you know school starts in a little over a month. If you're Jeremy McLean, um, I, everybody would say this. You know, I mean, at the bottom of this press release, obviously a national search for a new coach will begin immediately. The, the biggest thing you've got is what we talked about with Coach Hawkins. You've got to face, like, roster management. You've got to re- – and, and part of it is happening in July. We're, we're past that, that, that portal time. But you've got you've to let the ladies know – um, you know, we're going to do this right, and we're going to get you somebody in, and they got to get them in pretty quick. I mean, that to me, uh, that that's most important is reassuring your players that you're going to go after the right type of coach that's going to make sure that he's got their best interest in mind as players. Always fun to speculate. Let me emphasize, we have absolutely no idea who the uh, next coach will be, what even Jeremy McLean is thinking. But uh, any names come to mind, Luke, that you think would be interesting as possible uh, successors? Uh, three, three really that that come to mind. First and foremost, um, Andy Lee, who is at uh, Northwest Florida State College. Anybody that follows JUCO sports may remember that he uh, he used to be at LSU Eunice and actually won six national championships from 2011 to 2019. It and here's the connection to Southern Miss. He actually played baseball at Delta State while Jeremy McLean was there. So. Um, He's only in his 
let's see, I think he went in, yeah, in 2020. So he, he's really only been there two years. Uh, although he's been there three years, only two seasons. So um, Andy Lee's a guy. Anytime a coaching opportunity opens up, you got to ask. Uh, you know, does Courtney Blade Rogers does, does she come in this conversation? You know, she's uh, she's coached a little bit and play travel. You know, coached travel ball and been a scout. That that's always an option. I mean, Courtney um, Blades Rogers is probably like athlete for athlete, Bob. The, the most impressive athlete that's ever played uh, a collegiate sport at Southern Miss. Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. I mean, y'all just go look at her, her numbers. I mean, their video game. They, through a perfect game in the World Series uh, when Southern Miss finished fourth in the country. Right. Um, I, I think because of where you are right now, uh, as July the 12th, I think the guy that makes the most sense has a crazy impressive resume, and he's only 20 miles north of, of Hattiesburg in Ellisville. Chris Robinson, who has taken the Lady Bobcats, uh, I think, seven out of the, the last ten seasons to the national tournament, ten consecutive 40-win seasons. He went over the 500-win mark uh, this this past year, has a 540 and 128 record. That is, that's almost 81% winning percentage. <laughs> And the the reason I'm saying that with with Robinson, you're talking about mid July, late July. You know, a coach got to uproot his family, and uh, you know, so I think it, I think Robinson is a guy to to be considered. A because you're not asking him to move anywhere, and um, on top of that, I mean, you just look at what he's done. It, it's it's crazy impressive what he's done at Jones. Even this past year, they weren't supposed. It wasn't their best team, and yet they still went. A long way, so way too early to speculate. But I mean, Bob, you you got to figure like they've got they're going to move pretty quick on this. Uh, you know, in the next few weeks to, to hire the next softball coach. Well, yeah, I mean they can't let this uh, they can't let this drag out into the fall. I wouldn't think. Uh, you know, I think they have fall practice just like in baseball. So you got you got to have a staff in place. You not only got to have a coach, you got to coach got to have time to bring in a staff. Got to get families relocated. You've got a lot to do and. Uh, uh, I don't know if was there any indication. I heard nothing about a, a possible resignation. Seems like this came as as perhaps a surprise, uh, and especially with the timing, Luke. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, contracts usually go, you know, usually are up June thirtieth and and July the first. And one of the things we talked about last year when there was a little controversy with with Brian Levan was you know there was one more year on that contract. So I don't know if that figures in at all. That, that could be where it is. But, you know, anytime we have a coach um, that steps down and, and moves on, thank you for uh, what you've done um, for Southern Miss. Brian Levan, 65-62 overall. Thank you, Mark Mulvaney, um, for your service to Golden Eagle Softball. Southern Miss pitching ace Tanner Hall made us all really, really proud yesterday. We're going to talk more about that later in the show. But when we come back, special day coming up Thursday on Super Talk Mississippi, and we're going to talk to the – Network's program director, Will East, about that next. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I want to thank uh, Joey Hawkins for joining us. Interesting conversation with Coach uh, early in the show. 
And uh, as Luke pointed out, Jason Baker on the show tomorrow, the voice of the uh, ladies softball team here at Southern Miss to talk about the resignation, uh, sudden resignation of uh, Coach Brian Levan. All right, Will East is the program director for Super Talk Mississippi Media, all the radio stations around the state, uh, including the ones that uh, carry our show. And uh, Thursday, there will be no local programming or regional programming uh, on the network because it's a very special day for Super Talk. Uh, it's an annual radiothon for the Palmer Home for Children. And uh, Will joins us now. Will, this is a really special uh, day of programming for a really important cause. It's Maybe the best thing that we do all year, uh, Bob. I I look forward to it every year. It's stressful as heck. I mean, you, we got people that are working 14-hour, 15-hour days to get all this ready, and then the day of, it seems like the day is just goes by in a flash, and you've worked 15 hours. Uh, but we love it. it we've, it's the 10th annual one that we've done. I've done seven of them so far. When we first started, it was much smaller event, and – it just gets bigger and bigger every year, and every year, you know, I get a little bit, I get nervous around this time, thinking we're not going to make the number that we did last year. And every year, I'm always surprised. And it's the best part about it is, is for a great cause, not a good cause, a great one. Yeah, tell people who may not know, who may be listening to the show this afternoon, about Palmer Home. So the Palmer Home for Children's been around for like 127 years. And they take in underprivileged children, children with no families, with families in bad circumstances, and they take them through a process called the Whole Child Initiative. And they educate them, they house them, they feed them, they do everything that a parent would normally do for their child. Only there's there's a, a few parents and a bunch of kids, and it's a Christian environment. They take zero government dollars to do this. And they raise them up in a Christian environment, and they make a bad situation better. Uh, you know, the thing about uh, children that come from broken homes is a lot of times, you look at the numbers, a lot of these children, they're going to end up um, committing crimes. They're going to end up in prison. Uh, you look at the numbers, children that are aged 21 and under, males under the age of 21 who come from a family with no parents involved, no father, maybe the mother is not involved, they are more likely to commit crime. They're more likely to end up in prison. And the Palmer Home for Children, they're that base there that can help save. They can't save every child, but they can help save some of the children. Uh, and especially now with the recent Supreme Court ruling in Roe versus Wade striking it down, there's going to be more children out there. Whether you like it or not, whether what side you're on, this is, what's going, this is one of the the consequences of that. There's going to be more children out there that are in need, and that's where Palmer Home comes into play. It's been around for 127 years. It continues to grow, and if you can't get behind what Palmer Home for Children does, I, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Well, the network does an all-day radiothon. I'm, I'm always astonished every year at how generous Super Talk listeners are. We'll talk about that in just a moment. It, it always stuns me. We just there's people that give $10, and there's people that give – there's one individual I know gives $100,000, gave $100,000 uh, two years ago. Just one person uh, did that. But it's those little $10, $20 donations that you don't really think a whole lot of. That's what – that's the majority of the 
two million dollars that we've raised since we've been doing this that's the majority of it is these small donations from everyday people again you might do it to, to make yourself feel better uh you might do it to make society be a little bit better uh you might do it because you're a christian you might just do it because you, you got ten dollars to spare but no matter what, the reason why you're doing it, it all goes to the same calls and I'm just stunned by the number of people that give not only um, money, but we have people that donate items. We do a silent auction. We'll give away, you know, a power washer or a trip or something that somebody donates, and we'll we'll sell it during the silent auction, which will will start later on today and go throughout the radiothon. But people just they say, "Hey, this is for a good cause. Come down here and get a you know a three hundred dollar grill. I, I just want to donate that." and they, I just, I'm blown away by it. Mississippi, as you guys know, is maybe the most generous state. We're not the richest state, certainly, maybe the poorest state, but we're the most generous uh, state there is. And this event every year proves that. Luke Johnson, you just spent the last two weeks yourself working with kids and uh, and giving kids a good Christian environment to be in. So I know you appreciate the uh, facilities like the Palmer Home. Yeah, there's there's a real funny story in the Gospel of Mark. The disciples who ha- who who uh, you find them a lot this way. They were arguing about who was the greatest, <laughs> and Jesus kind of like ignores the argument and goes and gets a kid and just sets a kid down in the middle of them. And he goes, "Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me." Jesus' way of like saying this is what really matters was he would go get a kid as a visual, and. That's what the Palmer home um, represents, and and to your to, to what you said, Will, it is rescuing children out of situations not of their own creation, but redeeming that situation and showing that kid that that somebody matters to them, uh, that that they matter to someone, and, and showing you know them them the love of Christ. I, uh, the number last year, I think it was right at right at three hundred and thirty four thousand dollars, which is absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. And and what's going to happen Thursday, if I'm correct, there's actually will be throughout the radiothon. There's going to be some testimonies of people who have been through the Palmer home who have a better life because of it. And and, and listeners can tune in and hear those stories as well. Yeah, a big part of it is rescuing. That's one big part, but restoring. That's the other part. Is you get these these kids who come from these unimaginable circumstances, and let me tell you what they will tell some stories. If you're not crying by the end of that story, something's wrong with you. Uh, they'll tell some stories of some children that have come from some circumstances you don't, you couldn't possibly imagine. Well, that kid is damaged, and they try to do repair. They try to, you know, do some damage control and restore that child. That's part of that whole child initiative that they go through. And yeah, we have stories every year of people who, like this organization has been around for 127 years. So there's people that are elderly that grew up there. We have our most diehard listener that we have is a, um, is a Palmer home child grew up there. And, you know, that's part of the reason why we discovered each other. That's why he listens to super talk was through Palmer home. And I'm going to tell you what, it just it blows my mind, the, the stories that you hear. And another thing that they do that's so amazing is this thing called Jonah's Journey. Um, that's for women that are incarcerated and, and are pregnant. Now, think about that. Think about a child that is, that, that is in the womb and his mother's in jail. What happens to that child? What, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what's going to happen to that child? More than likely, they're going to end up in prison, too. 
But that's where Palmer Home comes in and tries to help that mother that's in this crazy circumstance help her child. That way that child doesn't grow up, has a better chance than she did. And let me let me make a point here because, uh, as you mentioned, Roe v. Wade, it's time for a lot of us that have said we are pro-life to demonstrate that we are more than pro-birth. Mm-hmm. That, that taking care of the child after they are given the right to live after birth is to show that we care about human life there as well. And the Palmer home is the, the living I- example of that. So, so Will, what's, what's kind of the rundown of the day Thursday going to be like? Starting at 6 a.m. with Paul Gallo, uh, we're going to kick it off. And every year, it's like we kick it off in the first three hours. It You kind of struggle because people are just now waking up. And, you know, either, you look at the tote board and there's a big zero on there. And that's always kind of difficult because I'm like, man, there's a lot of numbers that need to be added to that board. And we got a long way to go. And then from 6 a.m. Um, after Paul goes off the air, you'll have middays with Gerard Gibbard and then good things with Rebecca Turner and then finally with sports talk. And you'll have people that will call up and will give money and they'll challenge other people. They'll, the politicians will call up and they'll say, we're challenging other politicians. The doctors are and back and forth. And by the end of it, nine years so far, uh, we've ended up with a big number at the end. Again, every year I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, and I am right now because that tote board right now reads zero, and it's going to read zero until 6 o'clock Thursday morning. Hopefully we can start adding some dollars to it. All right, well, we appreciate you coming on the Eagle Hour. I agree with you. This is the best thing that Super Talk does, and we certainly want to encourage our listeners uh, here in South Mississippi uh, to be a part of that tomorrow. And, uh, gosh, what what better cause? Thank, thank you, Will. We really appreciate uh, all that you do and, and all that all of our fellow uh, Super Talk family does to help with this certainly the most important cause. Well, thank you. I'll go to supertalk.fm slash Home. You can see our auction items there is where you can find that information about how to donate. And I really do appreciate you guys having me on Eagle Hour today. All right. Will East, everybody, program director for Super Talk Media and uh, the Palmer Home uh, for Kids Radiothon all day Thursday. Will be no Eagle Hour, but we don't mind stepping aside for this. We hope that all of our Eagle Hour listeners will be a part of that Thursday. We'll be right back. To the top. Good talking with Will East of Super Talk Mississippi Media, Palmer Home Radiothon. On Thursday, we won't be on because there's something a lot better than us uh, being on, and that will be us as a network raising uh, money for a, uh, a Christ-centered organization that loves kids. What better <laughs> way could you invest your money? So that's coming up on, on Thursday. Uh, earlier in the show, 
Um, we talked to uh, to Joey Hawkins, Coach Joey Hawkins, about NIL and how, how you look at that as uh, you know from a from a high school perspective and and what it affects. Also, if you missed uh, a little earlier, breaking news: softball coach, uh, Southern Miss softball coach Brian Levan has uh, resigned. And uh, we'll be, looks like, moving to uh, the state of Iowa. Uh, that in a release uh, this afternoon, a national coaching search will begin immediately uh, per the official uh, release. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty on this final segment of the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, third our fourth segment, as always, brought to you by DBAT and D1 on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, dbathattiesburg.com. Um, All right, Bob, you already threw five uh, shutouts this year um, in, in his appearances, and Tanner Hall does it again yesterday. Four innings, shutout baseball, not against uh, Western Kentucky or UAB, but against <laughs> the country of Cuba. Right. Um, final line for Tanner Hall yesterday, four innings, gives up three hits, walks two, but strikes out seven and puts a goose egg up. Uh, Team USA went on to win that game against Cuba. Just doing what he does, Bob. Yeah, two big, huge strikeouts. Uh, Cuba had loaded the bases with three consecutive singles. Those were the three hits that he gave up. And in typical Tanner Hall style, he strikes out the next two. You know, I, I thought I was thinking about this last night, Luke. What what a proud moment, uh, not only for this young man, and, and how could you not be happy for him, wearing the USA on his jersey and representing our country. But what a proud moment for our baseball program as well. I think all of us just felt wonderful when we heard that news yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's just pretty cool to see your dude. I mean, he's representing the U.S. against Cuba in the Netherlands. I mean, yeah, and he's our Friday, he's our ace, he's our Friday guy, he's yeah. our guy, and, that, and there he was. So, um, and pretty cool too. I mean, Dylan Cruz is on that team. Of course, we saw him in the regional for LSU. I think he was batting second or third yesterday, and and so you know these guys are able to represent their country after they just got finished, you know, playing against each other. It's pretty yeah, cool. It's, it's a really cool deal. All right, uh, Sun Belt basketball schedule just released. Not the non-conference schedule uh, for for Southern Miss, but the Sun Belt conference schedule. So if you go to southernmiss.com, click on basketball. Um, I, actually, I think it's it's the lead story on southernmiss.com. But but basically, how this works, Bob, you got you play eighteen games, nine home, nine away. Everybody in the Sun Belt on the schedule except Coastal Carolina. So in a 14-team league, you got seven per division. So Southern Miss will play everyone in the West twice. So Troy, Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe, Arkansas State, South Alabama, and Texas State play each one of those teams uh, a total of uh, 12 games total, uh, two times each, a home-and-home. From the East, um, the six other games, Appalachian State at home, Marshall on the road, James Madison at home, Georgia State at home, Georgia Southern at home, and at Old Dominion. So, uh, you know, what I like about that, I mean, some teams from a fan's perspective, you've seen Marshall play, you've seen Old Dominion play, so you know what? Road games. But teams maybe you haven't seen the Eagles play, you get them at home. James Madison, Appalachian, uh, both of the Georgia schools, and then you're going to get to see everybody um, from the West because they'll come to the the Regreen Coliseum. So so here's the big question. Now that we're in the same league as them, do we have to become more respectful to Louisiana Lafayette and call them the University of Louisiana? Well, well, the first step in that is no longer, yeah, no longer referring to them, uh, dropping the Lafayette. And we'll actually have Jay Walker from uh, Louisiana tomorrow on the Eagle Hour, kind of reintroducing that athletic department and that 
those programs to our listening base. So the, I'm going to apologize before I go on air with him tomorrow and say, hey, dude, Lafayette might slip out. Just forgive us. But as long as I don't say the age-old southwestern Louisiana, I should Or be ULL. Okay. No, no ULLs. When Ooh, la, la. Ooh la la. Please don't do that. No. Hey, you can, I'm going to be out for a couple of days. you got a great show lined up tomorrow. Yes, of course, we'll have Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. But Jason Baker is going to come on first segment tomorrow. We'll kind of talk about, you know, the transition and, and it being, you know, we're kind of late uh, as we're in mid-July. and, and uh, But just kind of looking back over the three years that, that Brian LeVan um, was there and, and get Baker's perspective, we'll have Patrick McGee. And then we'll have Jay Walker from from Louisiana. So it should be a good show tomorrow. Uh, we, we got a guy from, uh, from Texas State, Brent Freeman, who's going to be on – um, the show Friday, and so over the next few weeks, hoping to work some of these Sunbelt members in uh, to introduce you listeners uh, to these to our new conference mates. Yeah, real quickly, I want to thank 4th Street Bar and Grill for their sponsorship of our show each and every day. Of course, D1 and D-Bat, we appreciate all of those guys uh, very greatly. Mo Bay Beignet, the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour on Hardy Street. Uh, 4th Street Bar and Grill, great lunch, uh, Monday through Friday, D1, D-Bat, a specialized athletic training for adults of every age and of course unmatched baseball and softball training for the kids in your family uh, we appreciate all of those that sponsor the eagle hour and more than all we appreciate everybody who tunes in each and every other day each and every day i should say luke will have the uh, have the show the next couple days he'll handle it well i know gonna be a great show tomorrow until tomorrow at one o'clock southern miss to the top Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.